Folks, you are watching and listening to Sipping Off the Cuff on Tequila Aficionado Media, all of our channels and networks. I'm Mike Morales here in, uh, well, right now, dry Southern California. That gentleman out there is... Bryce Taylor in Austin, Texas. Bryce, tell everybody where they've seen you before. <laughs> uh, probably Instagram, Austin Tequila Connoisseurs. I do some uh, videos on YouTube and, uh, and post some reviews on Facebook as well. Yeah, don't you just love his aw shucks? And I just do, I do a little bit, you know, I don't do a whole lot. This guy, this guy is like the taste of Austin, this guy here, okay? And we're very fortunate to have him as one of our TJs, one of our tequila jockeys. Today, we've got a, another brand coming out of Austin. And I'm excited for this one because it is, um, it, right now, it's going to make a big splash, I'm telling you. Uh, this is called Don Rico. Mm -hmm. And again, I got into it. Uh, I will confess that I thought this was coming out of a, uh, one distillery that I had seen uh, Rick Olivo, who is the owner. Uh, when he, uh, oh, wow. Do that again, will you? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, he, he uh, I, I watched an interview with him and, and the friends of our, of our channel at the, at the Techie Ladies in, on uh, Instagram. And all I heard him say was, Tequila says Señor or Dos Lunas. And I'm very familiar with that distillery. So I, I don't normally do this. Most of the time, it really is off the cuff. I don't break into these before we do the tasting on, online. Most, almost 99% of the time, we have just broken the seal off camera. Because if we do this on camera, you'll be, you'll be watching me fight the cellophane for 20 minutes. Okay. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and we have no budget for that. Um, but anyway, uh, so when I when I tasted the Blanco, I thought that's that doesn't remind me, you know, and then I, I went and did the, the Reposado and I go, well, wait a minute. So I look back and find out that, no, this is not the same distillery. This is a real tiny, tiny distillery. Um, it's a 1608 and it's Distilleria Los Valores. And if you've never heard of that, that's OK, because I haven't either. You yeah. know, they only have like four brands, less than a handful. But what we're going to do, we'll give you, before we give you any more uh, stats and stories, we're just going to taste the juice wow. and then give you all the ins and outs. I love the shampoo bubbles. If you watched our Blanco review, Bryce and I just flipped over that Blanco. It's very much old school mm. uh, in, a, in a more modern way, but it really does bring back a lot of memories for me, like old school Chinaco. Um, Bryce, you had all kinds of info on this. How old are the agaves that they're using for this? Seven-year agaves, but they're uh, sourcing from the highlands and the valley. Well, there's so. only one other distillery that that I know that's their mo. But let's face it, right now we're we're still in an agave shortage, so it makes more sense that they are sourcing yeah. from from all areas where they can get it. Um, but I think you said that's right, seven years. Seven year, yeah, which is that's going to be a good mature agave. Well, that Blanco, mm -hmm. that Blanco had vegetation, a little minerality, a little sweetness, lots of green pepper, uh, a great finish. And the more passes, the more it starts to coat your palate. Because if you look now, by the way, I poured a sample in my Stasso Jarrito here for uh, Mezcal. I, I like using that one. Um, how long does it spend in the barrel, man? So it is only three months in an ex-bourbon barrel. Okay, so, so it's ex-bourbon. Yeah, ex-bourbon. Legs and tears, the, I don't know about you, but my legs and tears are a little bit thicker than they were on the Blanco. Yeah. 
Yeah, they're holding a little, it's like they're holding a little longer. And, and that's due to the barrel. We expect that when you, what surprises me, it's it's very pale gold. That's why yeah. I asked you, because Bryce seems to have a lot of, he's got the inside track on some of this information where, where I did not get, I did not get a lot of information, but we're going to, we're going to drill down folks. That's why, that's why. Yeah, it's like a pale straw color, but I mean, it makes sense. Three, you know, three months in a barrel is not, no, not a lot, a lot of time. It's on the younger end for a Reposado. Well, and it looks like it's a used barrel too. So mm. for those of you who are like G4 fanatics who, you know, Felipe Camarena looks for beat up old worthless barrels. And those are what he, he, you know, oh. what he ages his tequila in because he's an Agadero first. And, and I would imagine that that was the MO behind this one is that the agave was so good with the Blanco that we wanted, we wanted not to get lost in, in the wood, right? Yeah, I would, I would assume so. I mean, they probably started, you know, trying it every, every few weeks, you know, after the two months. And, you know, if you hit that point to where you like it, then you, you've got to pull it. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So, let's start nosing here. Again, minimal alcohol. Uh, mm. I'm not getting it so much in the center of the glass. This one's got a, the, the mezcal jarrito has a much wider mouth surface. So it's not funneling up like, like it would with the, with the, uh, the tequila jarrito. Yeah. Yeah. See now you can see the difference on that. And, and I, I have a, I, a couple of other ones. I just have to go dig them out. But in my case, I carry two of these and one of the tequilas uh, just on purpose because I think it'll, for me, it allows me to get a little bit more of the nose right away uh, as opposed to waiting for it to funnel up through the chimney. Uh, but I'd use either one, frankly. Yeah. yeah, so it's still, it's a it's really good nose. It's different from the Blanco in that uh, I, get, I get more of the earthy, a little less of the, the vegetal. Vegetal's still there. I don't get as much really any of that citrus so it seems like be a little denser and i get a little bit of spice a little bit of uh a little bit of that barrel in baking spice probably from the barrel yeah it's uh it's almost as if at least in my glass and again to be fair bryce just broke the seal off of his right. so it's going to as we said before some of these really good crafted crafted tequilas will take a while to evolve in your glass. It's not uncommon that you go back to the same pour an hour later and you and you go, it's like, wow, I missed that. That didn't come out the first time, you know. And and even in my case, uh, you know, I've been through about a third of the bottle, you know, and it's gonna it's gonna smell and taste different for me than it would be for Bryce. Mm -hmm. And you're not getting a lot of alcohol. Are you getting a lot of the or is it it's pretty much where it needs to be? Yeah, yeah, not getting a lot of the alcohol. Uh, I'd say if, if any citrus, it's kind of like on the orange side, so not the lemon lime. Okay. I, I think that the, uh, the the green pepper, the bell pepper that we got, that's a bit mm -hmm. muted for me. Yeah. Uh, that, uh, wood has a lot to do with that. And again, these are these are bourbon barrels, not whiskey barrels. So I'm expecting it to have a much uh, spicier finish right. uh, that bourbon often gives. Um, what do you think? You want to dive in now, or you want to wait till yeah. I open up some more? No, I'm good. I'm ready. Uh, yeah. yeah. Okay. Let's go. Yeah. 
Oh yeah. Mm. <clears throat> and so bourbons, they have to use the American oak. So it's that, that American oak. And yeah, I'm getting that, the barrel influence, the, the spiciness, kind of those, those uh, kind of the baking spices. Yeah, it's a, it's the, the, char. The, the pepper that we got is now turned into like almost like a, like a little bit of a cinnamon, a cinnamon yeah. hot yeah. for me. Um, or even like it's a little roasted, you know, like you know, take those same vegetables and now it's kind of been cooked a little bit. Yeah. Um, it's interesting that I get more of the barrel notes mm -hmm. and the characteristics on the on the entry, on the flavor than I did on the nose. I really wasn't getting a lot of nose and it could be my glass. But then again, you know, the, the bottle has been opened. So there's more oh. air that has gotten into it. So those wood notes for me were way more subtle on the nose but it's all on the palate yeah you, you still taste the the blanco in it and what i mean by that is uh if you did a side by side you would still get uh those notes but now they've been kind of rounded you know mm -hmm. and so instead of the the white pepper and the crisp agave it now seems like more the cooked agave and you're getting kind of the the you know the cooked um you know, vegetal notes, the spiciness is starting to show up from the barrel. Yeah. In the rear of the palate, uh, you're right. The, the the second pass, once the barrel, and a barrel will do that. I mentioned, and maybe Bryce, you can clarify this for me, but I mentioned that the legs and tears were a little bit thicker. Mm. Legs and tears are no indication of quality, but it is a good sign. And when we noticed that for me, the Blanco tears and legs were, were a bit thin and that's okay too. Mm. But now they're thicker because they have been sitting in a barrel because the barrel will add that quality to the legs and tears because what that is an indication of is the mouthfeel. Ultimately, when you're looking at legs and tears, you're, you're hoping that this is what you taste when you, when you, when you, when you intake it. And now that I've had a couple of passes, the barrel notes are coming through really nicely. They're coating the palate like what a barrel is supposed to do. Right. I'm getting some great spiciness at the rear of the tongue, right in the back, right before the finish. Wow. Yeah. And with that kind of that viscosity, that oiliness, it helps the flavors to kind of last longer. And the flavor I'm getting the, the longest are those barrel notes. Um, but they're not overwhelming. I mean, like I said, three months in a barrel. So they're, they're present, they're there, but it, it's not oak heavy whatsoever. No. And, and, no. and just judging from, again, the age mm -hmm. uh, of, uh, and, and the color, it, it are probably the barrels have probably been used already a, a few times. Uh, it wouldn't surprise me at all. So that, that the barrel influence is much less uh, again, you know, taking a page from from G four and from Car from Felipe Camarena, the mad scientist of tequila, where you know he looks for these barrels that are ancient and beat up. I wouldn't go that far with this one because right. I, personally, I like a little bit of the the barrel notes of spiciness, particularly in bourbon, because I like for me, I like my tequila to have a little bit of a bite on the mm -hmm. on the finish as opposed to. As opposed to all around sweetness from a from a Tennessee whiskey barrel, you know. Yeah, I totally agree. Yeah, it's tequila. It should should make itself known. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you very much. <laughs> but yeah, it. sometimes, yeah. sometimes, sometimes we're on the same page. <laughs>
yeah. most of the time he's like somewhere else and you know I, yeah. I, I don't catch up with the Bryce so mm. yeah reposados for me are they're hard to get right because you have such a small window you can only do so much um and of course you know they're added to free so you know you don't want to even get into that but because you just got that two months to less than a year you know in the barrel um you're wanting to get that blanco to kind of change a little bit round out some of those edges but you know some some blancos you know they just you know they don't they don't do well um but this one I mean with just three months in a in a barrel is is a really good reposado now again uh, i'm going to ask you cocktail or not i would yeah because same thing with the the blanco there's enough you know agave and there's enough punch to to um you know still make itself known you know but simple simple cocktails you know yeah uh, like, this like is paloma not a... or something i put it in a paloma okay i, yeah. I was going to say this one to me even though it's got an extra layer of that that wood going on to me it's not as complex as the blanco the blanco really just when it bloomed there were all kinds of layers to it and and uh, not that this is a bad thing. I I like this ripple. I really do. Um, I think it's got enough character to stand up to, like you said, a cocktail, uh, a simple cocktail. You don't want to go fancy with this thing because then you're gonna have to pour more of it in here. Um, but I, this is really bringing me back to some old school tequilas. You know, like I mentioned earlier, like Chinaco and you know maybe tequilas as Senor. There were there were lots of like Hacienda Hacienda de Oro was one of theirs. And it really, it really harkens back for me to some of the tequilas that were my favorite, you know, back in the day before pre-diffuser, you know, and pre-before the lie and pre-additives and all that stuff. When, when, when somebody's imagination and creativity uh, with what they had was, was the, the hallmark of, of a great lasting tequila profile, I, I think they got it right here, man. Yeah. No, it's, I, it's I'm, I'm going to go. Let's just let's just call it what it is. Brand of promise nominee. <laughs> yeah. How do you feel put how do you feel putting up the, the brand of promise seal? <laughs> oh yeah, I'm I'm on board 100 percent Yeah. Yeah, there you go. Uh, anything else we want to say about the the family? Uh I hope to have uh Rick Olivo on 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 a future uh uh podcast for open bar. I want mm -hmm. Bryce to join me because I think the three the three of us can really uh do a round robin and and, and get into the really drill down into the background of the family. And I understand just a little bit from the inf interview that I, I watched with him and the techie ladies um, that he's, I guess they got big plans in the works. Tell them about the, you just said improvements in the distillery. Yeah. So they're, yeah, they're working with the distillery because this is the only brand that you're going to get here in the U S from that distillery. So they're working with them. They're trying to bring in, uh, get copper pot stills. And I believe they're even trying to install it to Hona as well. So, I mean, with the product that they're already making and then what, you know, that equipment will allow them to do is very exciting. Yeah. Yeah. No kidding. And, and I also heard in the interview that, uh, Rick, uh, he has, he has, uh, done his lineage and obviously he's got a, a, a Spanish background, which is something I guess he grew up with. And, and when we have him on the open bar, you know, I want him to explain a little bit more about how that works, but what he's planning on doing, from what I understand, they want to, they want to age this tequila in some sherry barrels, which 
Bryce, you're you're an old school guy, so you know uh, 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 Jerezito. Remember that tequila, Jerezito, that was a, one of the first ones ever aged in a, in a sherry barrel. Collectors fall all over themselves looking for bottles of that stuff. I mean, somebody's got bottles of that hoarded somewhere in their, you know, in the vault. Uh, I remember tequila says Senor would do that. I think also uh, uh, Dos Lunas before that brand imploded. They had the, the extra añejo in sherry barrels that came in a Baccarat bottle. It was beautiful. And I got to tell you, the, the, the booze inside, stellar. This was before they did any, they, they, before they did any um, filtering, you know, like they do now. No. And so you would get a sherry headache in the, in the morning if you, <laughs> if you overdid it. Yeah. And, you know, we did. But, but that's, a whole, that's a whole other story for some Live other and learn or you don't. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, now it's funny because when Dos Lunas first rolled out, the, the uh, techniques and the innovation uh, has improved vastly. So now you try to emulate that same recipe and you add a, an extra layer of improvement you know, there's no telling what this could turn out to be. I'm, I'm excited for them. I really am. Wow. Well, that's our take on Don Rico Reposado. Uh, if you folks have had it, uh, you're watching us on YouTube, please let us know. Give us a comment down below. Subscribe. Uh, give us a like because that helps with the YouTube algorithm that gets it out there uh, to other fellow tequila aficionados in the algorithm uh, universe. Uh, don't forget to follow Bryce on Austin Tequila Connoisseurs. Uh, especially on Instagram. He does a lot of stuff on Instagram. And, and uh, we've been very fortunate too because Bryce will will write uh, flavor notes for us uh, for Tequila Aficionado Magazine. If you haven't subscribed there, do that also. It's free. And uh, hey, you know, whatever you do, tomar sabiamente. Sip wisely. Thanks for tuning in. Please be sure to visit our website at tequilaaficionado.com to get your free subscription to our magazine, download past issues, check out our branded merchandise, or get yourself equipped with the best tequila glassware for your sipping style. As always, sip wisely.